0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Your hosts today, Robbie Rockets, 12617, and the dude, Dariel, are here to bring you a new episode of Spit Wars. Here we go. Let's dive in. Well, here we are, season two of Star Wars The Clone Wars, Rise of the Bounty Hunters. Some good stuff, really good stuff. I loved it. This is probably one of my top seasons.
1: I have to Get say, it. rewatching it, it's very good. It's refreshing. Like I was drawn in. I you you say rise of the bounty hunters. I think season two is return of the horror shows because uh-huh. I notice a lot of horror sequences, like a lot of lurking through dark cargo bays and. We just had a we had a story arc on Geonosis with, uh you know, the queen and the parasite. Yeah, that infecting, was... Infecting the clones and even the Geonosians and even dead people. Yeah, that was all, like,
0: very freaky in a sense. Yeah. You know, very and dark. And then the
1: following episode, you have, like, invasion of the body snatchers.
0: Yeah, when they're in the cruise ship and everything. And for me, I... It's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You have a little bit of aliens going on when you have that queen. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I was thinking of is in one of the later Alien movies, I think it was Covenant. Those eggs of the queen kind of remind me of those small little eggs that the android puts on the ship and starts, you know, like All oh, right, yeah, I'm taking it starts... over. So I kind of had that little feeling of it too
1: when I was also we even watching. get like an episode about with a giant monster movie. When we yeah. have the Zillow Beast running through Coruscant. You telling me that's not Godzilla?
0: That was that was another big thing. You know, it's funny. I th- I think of the Zillow Beast like running around. For some for some reason, I just think I laugh at first, even though mm. it's not funny, but I laugh because the giant marshmallow from Ghostbusters. Like I think a giant monster and I always <laughs> I always think him. I don't know why. I think giant monster, and I just see a giant marshmallow from Ghostbusters. That's just me, though. Okay.
1: All right. You see the marshmallow? I see giant monster, and I think Godzilla. I'm a normal person. I don't know what you are, Rob. Uh,
0: I guess I guess it was just my way of uh, <laughs> trying to
1: ease everything, you know, so right. it's not so, so scary. Godzilla monster was just a big old marshmallow walking through Coruscant. Yeah, why not? You know, even on Malastare, a big marshmallow. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was just a marshmallow hiding in the soil of Malastare.
0: Yeah, and he just he just gets mad because you're trying to kill him.
1: Oh, okay, okay. So he gets like a little fluffy angry. Yeah. Okay. Alright.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you do you, buddy, whatever whatever helps you. Uh so yeah, we get the start
0: of season two. We have a battle of geonosis finally back there. I enjoy enjoy Geonosis because that was just the introduction of the clones. And it was there was a point when they were there. Some of the clones were talking, and I think it was Cody. And he's like, Yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't there for the first battle. So yeah. I was like, Oh, wow, okay. You know, I was hoping they would touch a little more and have somebody who was like, Oh man, that was quite a battle when we all showed up. Like I wanted someone to be there and be like, Oh yeah, Like a clone commander or something. Yeah, I wanted someone to be like, oh, yeah,
1: I wrote in with Master Yoda, you know? But I, I think that's why you have the Jedi there, though. True. Because the Jedi, the Jedi can say, oh, I fought the first battle. We lost a lot of clones that day, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. This battle's much different from the first one.
0: The freaky thing about this, I feel like this was like the darkest the season got was when you were lurking through the catacombs. Yeah. You know, if you ask me, I feel like that's when you really... That was the creepiest it. episode. Like, you're like, what the hell is popping out? And then, that's I don't know zombie movie vibe. You know, I felt like, to me, I feel like it's almost like The Walking Dead. Yeah. You know, they just come lurking out. And to me, I think of, like, season two of The Walking Dead when
1: they're coming out of the barn. So they're all, like, hiding in there, and now they're all mm-hmm. coming out. And even... But even before the catacombs, I like the fact that when they first land on Geonosis, you have the the three Jedi who are there, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and uh, our good old friend Kai Andimundi. Yeah. And they all have their three different journeys on how they're going to regroup. And it's almost this anxiety, tension-filled episode where you're like, oh, my God, is everyone going to meet up in time? Are they going to? Is someone gonna be left behind? What's gonna go on?
0: And I, I enjoyed that. I know the start of the season, we'll go back to the start of the season after, but this was like a little break from our little bounty hunter heist beforehand. Mm-hmm. But I love that Kiati Mundi shows up because if you realize Keati Mundi was the only Jedi that we really didn't get much about
1: in season one of the TV show. Yeah. So And he's such a huge part of the Star Wars universe being a member of the council. And even in the movies he's constantly being seen through hologram and apparently he's the greatest tactician so to finally see him on the battlefield being attacked you know seeing him in action being that tactical genius or whatever it was dope and i love his
0: whole theory behind it when anakin and ahsoka are doing their whole battle droid sequence Mm. and who oh how many did you kill uh ahsoka I killed 65. 65. But what do I win? My respect. He doesn't give that very often, Master Mundi. <laughs> I thought yeah, like, just like the,
1: the calm little, like, oh, what was it that you had? 60? Oh, I had 65.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I love how he just, he was just like, listen, you guys want to play a game? I got this. I'm the master right now. But I love before that arc, we did get more Cad Bane. We had we did the whole Children of the Force thing, the main theme of a lot of stuff.
1: Now, before Children of the Force, we had the break-in uh, into the Jedi Temple. That whole heist, I love that. I, I'm a sucker for a heist. I think a heist anything is a good formula for entertainment. I love it. A, it's a tried and true formula. You give yes. someone a heist movie, they're like, oh my God, let me watch it. There's, no, there's rarely any bad heist movies. Ocean's Eleven's amazing. Ant-Man's a heist movie. Rogue One's a heist movie. Heist movies for the win. They keep, and you, that's what like, we got in, those, in that story arc. Yeah, because you're like, is he gonna actually get the holocron? What is he gonna do when he gets the holocron? What does Sidious want with all these children? And it shows you that
0: Cad always has a plan.
1: Like he is so
0: precise when it comes down to his plans. Like he's on top of it all. Like taking out a master Jedi and then having a shapeshifter. Impersonate him to get in there. Like he had everything down pat. And I love that because that's how you saw him end season one when he freed Zero. Now you get to see him basically infiltrate a Jedi temple. So not only has he infiltrated Senate buildings, this guy can infiltrate Jedi temples. Like it's a phenomenal strategy that he comes it's down cool. to.
1: Even when he doesn't have a plan, he still has a plan. Because when he kills the the Jedi, the Rodian Jedi, f- to get the, the unlocked Holocron. He's like, well, I guess I won't do that for the next Jedi I capture. And his improvisation to do something like that, it's perfect. Like, he
0: literally came up with it on the spot where he's like, uh, oh, there's not one Jedi, but there's two here. So now I got some wiggle room and I know how to mm-hmm. maneuver myself to get things done right now, which he does. He manages to capture Ahsoka, and we know how Anakin is with attachments. So next thing you know, he unlocks the holocron
1: for him. And what's great about, I think Cad is a character. hes the simplest character, I think, in Star Wars. and Well, one of the simplest characters because all he cares about is how much he's getting paid. Like, all, he, all he cares about is the paid day. He'll do whatever it takes. doesn't matter. It's all about the money when it comes to mm-hmm. the bounty hunters. Even the way he, like, sacrificed all the droids. It was all according to, like, some bigger plan. Yeah. Like,
0: he had no reason. He was like, all right, they get destroyed. They'll give me more. I'm getting mm-hmm. paid for this. I know what I'm doing. He's so smart. He even improvised to go with, um, as an undercover clone to survive. Yeah. So that really shows he can improvise. You need somebody to improvise on a plan. That's your guy. Even just, using
1: the, the Butler droid as an ace in the hole.
0: Yeah. Just, you know, he does have a price though. So you just got to meet that price. Cause I'm sure it's definitely a very, very expensive price. I can't pay it. Can you afford him? I can't afford him. Can you afford uh, him? I don't I don't know if I can afford Cad Bane. Definitely very very expensive.
1: Are you like a Dengar type of that's the type of uh bounty hunter you can afford? Um bottom of the barrel. You know, maybe I might be able to get Bosk. Okay. All right. So that's your task. That's your uh tax bracket Bosk. I can be. afford Bosk. May- I can't afford Embo? Boba. Okay, Embo. Embo. You're an Embo Embo's, type of guy. Em- Embo's a, ty- a good type of guy. I feel like Embo's expensive though. All that work? Know. All that work he puts in? It's true. Tell me that's not, that's not cheap. That hat, that you he could be, the hat. He, he, you gotta pay the hat, too. You probably might, have to pay insurance on the hat. He might be our middle guy. He might have to okay. be a middle one. I
0: feel like he could be negotiated with in a certain perspective.
1: Okay, I'll take it.
0: Now we get Ahsoka making mistakes like Anakin. That's also very interesting because you also see how well they're rubbing off on one another. Yeah, that's and something I noticed
1: this season. It's, They're very similar, and everyone makes note of it. And when they make note of it to Ahsoka, it's always a negative. Like when she's with Plo Koon looking for the info to catch Boba. You can't blend in. Just like your master, you can't You can't blend in. It's a very big factor in all of that. Master Luminara took issue with it in, during the Battle of Geonosis. Yeah, she says,
0: she even tells that to Anakin, you know, because... Of the whole thing, where it's Luminara and Anakin together, and the two Padawans the two, together, yeah, you know. And I actually like that in that ep- episode arc because you see two Padawans finally get like a big role into something. Yeah, and they're
1: two Padawans on the opposite side of the spectrum.
0: Yes, because you have one who's more of like, you know, tight knit, following the rules, knows the schematics to everything, and then the other one who's who's more battle hardened. Yeah you know, it doesn't want to turn away, mm-hmm. you know, and that's ends up being an issue for Ahsoka because she didn't want to retreat. And it does put a negative effect because even when Ahsoka gets placed with like other masters, that's where it becomes an issue. Like when she's with Plo Koon, like Plo says that that's an issue. It's, you know,
1: they're only I doing it because I forget which master she's oh I think she's with Plo Koon where she shows like anger and she's about to like use physical force to to hurt a helpless being. Yeah. And Plo Koon catches her. Because also another thing I've noticed this season, Anakin kills very like it's nothing. He always proposes these crazy dark plans. Yeah. Like, like with when they were interrogating Cad Bane he was he said he proposed oh, why don't we, all three of us, probe his mind. Oh, won't that break his mind? Well, it's worth it. To get the information. and Or even killing Sabine, the, killing the, what's that guy's name? Oh, Poggle the Lesser. Yeah, rescuing Sabine.
0: No, not Sabine. Satine. That's very true. And yeah, of course, Obi-Wan's like, Anakin, must you always. Must you always report him. So it's very interesting how you see a lot of darker tactics Mm -hmm. to it all. It's interesting, the probing of Bane's mind, I like how you say it's very dark sidey because I feel like Mace Windu's more in that middle spectrum of the Jedi, and then Anakin, obviously, we know is more towards the aggressive side, the dark side type of thing, and Obi-Wan is the one who kind of never... Really goes that route, but he
1: kind of agrees to still probe the mind. See, it's interesting you say Mace Windu is the middle guy because in the last story arc of this season, you see a side of Mace Windu you don't really get to see. He's actually caring for this life form. You see that he's shown a lot of dedication to making sure that this beast is alive. Where every time we see Mace Windu, even in the movies he's kicking ass and taking names. We don't really think about him as a as a Jedi who plays everything by the books when it comes to fighting or whatever. Yeah,
0: and you even see that when it comes down to him being attacked by Boba Fett. Like he doesn't want revenge on Boba. He won't get involved with Boba, but the only reason he gets involved
1: is because of the life of the hostages. Yeah, so- cuz even yeah, you're right cuz when he talks about Boba, it's like he's regretful he's regretful that he had to kill um Django Fett, but it's like he's let he's let it go. Yeah. Almost like he can't hold on to the fact that he killed Django. And, and he, he kinda, wants Boba to get that as well. And
0: that's something the young Boba Fett needs to learn. But he's filled with the revenge. And it's cool because you see that opposite side of Mace Windu. Basically, you see that side of him basically at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. The end of the season has the last arc of Boba trying to get his revenge for three episodes and the two episodes on Malastare. Yeah, so you get that side of Mace right
1: there at the end of the season, which is very interesting. Yeah, because you get you see Mace when do the. That's why I think that's why the Clone Wars is awesome because it expands everything that we saw in the prequels. So it makes you appreciate those characters more, which I think is a running theme since we started covering Clone Wars. How about the
0: interesting perspective? of free will with clones, this deserter. I I thought this was a very interesting arc where, I mean, it was only like the one episode and they all have different perspectives on, oh, my duty is to serve the war. Well, yeah, well, this happened to me and then mm-hmm. now my duty is my family. You know, I love that yeah. whole perspective of free will. And I wish that deserter, I wish we got to know what, what happened to him afterwards. You think he's still living happily there on Felucia?
1: Yeah, he's chilling.
0: With his family you know it'd be it'd be cool to
1: see what it's like for some of these people it's interesting that they did that episode because you wonder are there more deserters
0: yeah like do other clones have that like free
1: will perspective you know yeah because it's and even you i guess you think about it in terms of how yoda brings it up in the first episode though you're all clones you all have your own personality
0: Yeah, it kind of comes back. So it's almost
1: you think, okay, so maybe it is possible that a clone can have a personality and in his personality, there's a rebellious streak. And within that rebellious streak, he may leave the Republic army because he doesn't agree with the war or whatever it is. Or maybe he's just defective and the chips that they because also these clones have chips in their head. So we don't actually know the extent of what these chips do to their brains or how they function. The difference in this episode you see is between clones and droids because
0: you see how the droids are very well programmed and cause Grievous is on the run when they're on this planet. You see these droids need to charge up and everything and Grievous don't care about them, mm-hmm. you know, they're nothing. He destroys them. Like- they're
1: expendable. So you see it, you see it how. Grievous uses them. You see them. How Cad Bane uses them. Yeah, they don't. They don't care for them. They're they're whatever. They're mindless drones. You know, unlike the clones, who are actual people. So it's know. so it is interesting that you have actual people, even though you can say you can bring up the argument they're not actual people because they're clones. They're not a natural born human or whatever. But there's still people at the end of the day, like Yoda says, and all the Jedi have acknowledged. And they care for them. Yeah, even amongst the the clones themselves. Like, they all see each other as brothers.
0: You know, and that's what I love about Rex at the end of this episode. When So Grievous obviously escapes as the coward he was. But Rex being helped by Cut, the Deserter clone, and Rex helping Cut. I love the mutual understanding where Rex doesn't go with his duty. He knew that that clone's duty now was a family and mm-hmm. his duty was to technically turn him in but he knew it wasn't the right thing to do in the aftermath. I respect Rex for that cuz Rex is a semi on the book kind of guy but you know he follows a lot of ways that
1: Anakin may follow as well. So I think yeah, I think as the series goes on he gets more wily. Yeah, he he has more leeway. Leeway, yeah. As you could say. You know. I think as he as the war goes on he's building more relationships with his soldiers, I think he becomes more more inclined not to listen to the rules so much.
0: He he realized he can bend the rules as mm-hmm. Skywalker does. Cause it also if Anakin doesn't get reprimanded, why should Rex get reprimanded? That's true. You know, it's like a monkey see monkey
1: do type monkey thing. Monkey do type thing, yeah. It all kind of works out that way what's interesting about that but like this season in general is in this season we get the first episode in the middle of the season yes you know it's so
0: funny i was literally just about to say that and i let you finish to see if you were gonna say it and of course you i did. was of course i was i love that episode because it's our first introduction to admiral trench my opinion he's the best strategist
1: of the separatists. yeah he is the best strategic uh He memorizes everyone's moves, and he can just call you out based off whatever your move is. You purposely have to act outside of your comfort zone to beat him.
0: And that's what Anakin did with that new stealth. Yeah, that's
1: why I think Anakin is the perfect adversary for Trench. So, and Trench, he's all about that challenge. Oh, Anakin Skywalker.
0: His tactics are very aggressive.
1: Yeah, he gets me every time. I love when he does his little... I can't wait till he gets his uh, little metallic uh, robotic I know. talon thing on his mouth. He'll be uh, part machine in the aspect. He'll be um, part
0: techno union.
1: <laughs> I love how in this
0: season we get our perspective for Mandalorians on Mandalore, the dark saber, lightsabers, this whole fight thing going on. This is awesome stuff. Also with a relationship that Obi-Wan used to have. This, I think, is amazing. Because I really do hope that some of this comes into effect in the Obi-Wan TV series, where he talks about, like, in The Clone Wars, he talks about how Qui-Gon and him were there with the Duchess and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I would like to see more things touched upon of how Obi-Wan was with the previous relationship. And I love how Anakin just busted balls
1: about all the whole time the whole time he he wants all the deeds. oh it is
0: he wants all the hot
1: tea it is too funny
0: i love it and i love i love the dark saber the dark saber is
1: the the most interesting thing about star wars well one of them because it looks so cool it looks so unique it doesn't it's
0: It's something different it looks like a sword it's
1: supposed yeah because we're told it's a lightsaber it's supposed to be a lightsaber but it looks like a sword and it doesn't have any color pigment. No. And we know nothing about it. You know, all, all we, we know, know about is it,
0: it was taken in the Jedi Temple during the Old Republic era. And you apparently, uh,
1: there was a Mandalorian Jedi that wielded it. So my thing is,
0: I would love, and I hope Disney does something with it, that they add the Old Republic. Like, we're going to have the High Republic. I would like an Old Republic storyline.
1: Well, the High showing, Republic is the Old Republic. I guess, but the thing is is
0: in continuity you have to, it's the old republic to me that's why
1: uh uh it, the old republic is the high republic era uh did you not pay attention to what disney said
0: i guess but my importance to it is if they're going to say it's the high republic now i continuity wise you have to consider it the old republic because that's what the clone wars calls it interesting you know that's how i see it i don't want star wars to put itself in another hole and have loopholes and plot holes that gotta get filled again
1: it's okay we'll just do more books more cartoon shows to fill the plot holes it's fine that's the point that's the point of disney buying star wars it could create all these dumb plot holes and fill them up it's treason then yeah
0: most you're, definitely yeah you're get you're against me on it so it's treason <laughs> it's all good It's all good.
1: Nah, don't worry. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy.
0: Uh, What I love in that arc is we get a little Attack of the Clones type feel when you see Obi-Wan and Satine teaming up. I felt like it was Anakin and Padme. I got got Anakin Padme vibes. So to see Obi-Wan in that perspective,
1: I'm like, damn, Obi-Wan. You could have had a girl. What's what's dope is... Unlike Anakin, he is trying his best to deny himself. Because even, even though when he says, "I would have left the order for you," he's saying it as a ploy so she can get free. You can tell he means that. Yeah, and her saying, "I love you," it's like huge. I'm like, yeah, a Jedi who's told not a Jedi who are taught no emotions, no feelings, no attachments. Being told, "I love you," must be like a uh, malfunction. Cannot compute. Love cannot compute.
0: And it's the first time I feel like we see, like, attachment-type side to Obi-Wan. You know, he's all about letting go with things, and you finally see.
1: He's got something there, but he still has the will to reject it. Because I think no matter what, throughout Star Wars, we always see Obi-Wan as the model Jedi. Yeah, from the series, from when the series started, from A New Hope on, he's always been the model Jedi in our eyes. So here we get to see him at a at a weak moment, but even in a weak moment, he still is strong and resolute. Like he knows, he knows what his duty is as a mm-hmm. Jedi, in a sense, which is very interesting. And he says it in the end of the series, if you recall. When you get Bo, when you get spoiler alert, when you get Bo Katan telling him. The Duchess's sister, who we haven't met yet, but we will get there at some point. Don't you folks worry? And another thing that's interesting, aside from seeing the Mandalorian point of view, we get to see how things are in the Senate this season.
0: We do. We got a lot of
1: time. We got a lot of time in Coruscant this season, and we got a lot of time with senators. Even though, and we we even got like our own little Dick Tracy type investigation. You know, it's yeah. like the who done it murder.
0: You know, I felt like when that happens, I feel like it's a, I felt like that episode was like a game of clue. Mhm. It was. It absolutely you know? was. Like they didn't know how this person died. So it was like trying to figure out the the murder
1: weapon. I thought that was funny and who did that and who did this and oh. and even like the the detect the investigator. He's like the stereotypical detective from like a 1950s movie. Yeah. like the, you know the, the classic dick on the case how oh, i cracked the case boss out you'll never see me man or oh, well i'm gonna catch that crook oh, he's gonna he ain't gonna see what's coming to him
0: what bothers me about that guy is like he's so monotone and shows no emotion like give me some emotion man just don't be like
1: oh <laughs> be so, so it looks he claims like, to be a um, great investigator but he's oh, so wait.
0: dumb this this is the wrong thing. Uh take this droid. Give me the other one. It looks like he was poisoned. Give me a little more emphasis, pal.
1: The fact that he he had no he thought up of nothing. He had no idea what could have what could have been motivation to murder or anything like that. He just was like, yeah, okay. Do whatever you want, bro. I yeah. I'm the I'm the boss here, but you got to report to me, but don't And then when and then when Padme had stuff, he goes oh, wow, I hadn't thought of that.
0: Like, he just wasn't fully there, and he didn't want to take anyone's help. He was, like, full of himself in a sense. You know, to be honest, I kind of compare him to Officer Doofy from Scary Movie. That's just <laughs> my thing. But he doesn't show the doofiness. He's just a monotone doof. doof. <laughs> that was doof. That was an interesting arc, too, because Bell Organa gets a little more showtime there. Mm -hmm. You know, he shows up a little um, bit more. This
1: this we see some Mon Mothma in the background, yeah, a young Mon Mothma. So she gets involved a bit, she gets involved, but she doesn't get so involved. Where many Buffins died for this information, yeah.
0: So, but it's interesting because it's like those little cameos. You get these people, Mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh, there they are, we found them.
1: Ah, there's that guy, I found them. You know, and
0: it, it, it's cool too with Bale because you want to see more of Bale because you know this is Leia's father. You see him work with her mother and that kind of stuff. It's nice when you get to see these characters, you know who they are, like, finally, in a sense. Mm-hmm. You see what their role sort of is. You kind of see a lot of people's roles in this season. I, I feel like a big thing was between, like, your bounty hunters, you have senators,
1: Jedi, and a the lot Lord. of different perspective with the Jedi. Yeah, because even with the perspective of the Jedi, we have Satine questioning Obi-Wan about the duty of the Jedi. Are they warriors? Are they peacekeepers? And what does it mean to be a peacekeeper? Does being a peacekeeper mean you're a protector of the peace, so that means you have to go to war, or you fight as a last result? What what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean?! You know, they only, they only fight if they
0: get involved. In a sense, they technically semi are peacekeepers because you kind of see that on Malice there. They don't, mm-hmm. want, they don't want the Dugs to kill the last of this kind. You know, regardless of how strong the Zillow Beast is, they're like, no, it should go to another planet where it should live. And the Dugs are very against it. And it all comes down to treaty purposes and whatnot. And what I do love about that episode is you really see the sinisterness of the chancellor and he's not yeah. he hasn't really yet i don't think he's yet revealed himself on screen except for like hologram wise as darth sidious and i felt like him as chancellor there you notice that you're like wow that's darth sidious this guy is like hardcore right now he's like kid it you know do it you know that whole thing of it and i don't know about you that whole arc with it did you feel like we're owed something from the Zillow Beast with it being taken to a facility and cloned and whatnot? Like we know, we this was never shown afterwards. So spoiler alert: after seasons, after season two, none of the seasons of Clone Wars show the Zillow Beast anymore. It's not even mentioned, and you get that big cliffhanger at the end of the episode where he says, "Here are your new orders to clone it." You know, because they wanted to do stuff with armor and all that stuff.
1: It would have been cool to see what he did with the Zillow Beast, but thinking about the direction of Star Wars and the series and what the series is supposed to be, if he's trying to think of armor, he's not thinking of armor for clones. He's thinking of armor for his... Stormtroopers, eventually. No. Final Order? Think bigger. Planet killing bigger. Oh, boy. His Death Star. Death Star. Okay. I think he's using this I think he wanted to use the Zillow bees for armor plating for the Death Star. Okay.
0: Oh, that's actually pretty pretty different. I think that's pretty cool.
1: You, you know, bringing
0: a new perspective to you. My 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 perspective of it is, we never saw it after this, so obviously mm. we know that something was not successful. I think it'd be cool in a future Star Wars show, don't, don't matter what, that someone ends up crash landing on a planet where. They had the trying of the cloning of the Zillow Beast and it was mm. successful. It was successful, let's say. But the only problem was broke free, more Zillow Beasts got out and they roamed that planet, almost like a Jurassic Park type thing. You know, I think that would be a pretty different aspect. And now you're trying to escape a planet of Zillow Beasts, you know, and you and this. I feel like could show different types of Zillow Beasts because now, mm-hmm. you know, you got to remember these were cloned. Who knows mm-hmm. if a cloned one was cloned properly or it has a different manufacturer Operations, to it. Yeah. that yeah. I think that'd be kind of cool. It'd be an interesting perspective on like wildlife in Star Wars. Something that was left open-ended. I think they could work with something like that and make a cool, unique thing to it. Give us some Zillow Beasts in The Mandalorian or something. Yo, listen. I would love to see him crash land on a planet. Yo, baby Yoda picks up a Zillow Beast? I'm dead. Oh, forget about it. <laughs> I would I would love to see something like that. That'd be freaking crazy. That'd be amazing. I gotta say.
1: but Ah, uh, the child. I love how Hondo makes his way back into this season. He always finds a way to weasel back into Star Wars.
0: So, we get more of like, I was saying how we had the bounty hunters, Jedi, senators.
1: We even have pirates. We have more We kind of see Hondo's role in the Clone Wars. You know, he is... I love this guy. He has... He doesn't have a side. He wants to stay as neutral as possible.
0: And I love that you mentioned that because you see that he is doing that when Aura Singh shows up to Florum. Yeah. In that last three-episode arc. He's like, listen... I'm not going to stop you. But she's in there. I don't know what kind of but trap she has planned you. for you. Yeah, I don't know what kind of trap she got planned for you. Uh, and Plo Koon's like, why are you telling me this? Because I want you to know that I'm not on her I'm side. I'm on side. no one's side right <laughs> now. Like, <laughs> I want you to know that I'm still neutral. I'm keeping an upper hand in all this, all right? like, Take it easy. I thought, I thought that was very funny. Yeah. I was like, Hondo, you slide door. And you got to see a different side of Hondo to do what is right.
1: Yeah. He tells Boba Fett.
0: To me, I'm like, that's like a remorseful thing in a sense.
1: Yeah, like the Hondo kinda has a code as warped as it may be, there's still a code that he abides to.
0: You know, and, and maybe he's also upset because all he got was a kiss from Aura Singh. So maybe. and she 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 ran off, she drove off. And he's like, How could she leave me like that, man? Yeah, he I, I find I find that being one of the funniest semi-relationships you kind of see happen. Like she When I'm watching the episode, I still laugh every time because I always forget when she gets off the ship, she kisses Hondo.
1: And I'm like, really? Or even like when someone from his crew is talking about it and they're like, oh yeah, Auris thing. She was the worst thing to happen to the boss. No, she is- I don't want her back. You know what's crazy?
0: She is a mentor to Boba, but she's like that bad side of Boba. She's ruthless. Oh, that's one of the like- best things about her i gotta say and boba you would never think like i mean because boba only had like what 15 minutes about of screen time throughout the original trilogy in two movies Mm. you wouldn't think boba was like a remorseful type of guy you know and i hope we get to see more obviously he's supposed to show up in mandalorian season two so i hope we get to see like a deeper dive into the character as he's older because we mm. didn't really see that in the original trilogy. We, we have this arc of him showing up in the Clone Wars with Bounty Hunters, and he's a child, because him as a clone,
1: he was altered to actually grow as a child. Well, he wasn't altered. He's an unaltered clone. No accelerated aging.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's altered where he doesn't have the unaccelerated oh, okay. aging. That's what I meant. I know he's, yeah. I should have probably worded it differently.
1: Yeah, because you're like, he's altered because he's not altered. Yes, I'm Sorry, using unaltered. I'm, Yeah, I'm using a little uh, <laughs> you're,
0: you're crazy psychology. Done, <laughs> I got some crazy psychology over here, I must say. I apologize, Remember, everyone. But he gets taken into custody too. So now he's in he's gone. And Aura saying, you see, she only cares for herself because she didn't she rescue does. Boba. Meanwhile, Aura is the one that's supposed to be looking after him because of Django Fett. And she doesn't and also, she don't care.
1: The fact that Boba doesn't know that his father was honorable. It's like a big red flag
0: and he kind of understood that from hondo he was like it's the honorable thing to do it's what your father would want and that's what remotely helps him i mean in a sense that probably helps him in the end from when he's put in prison and even bosk bosk got taken or left bosk you know and she freaking killed castus troop. she killed well, castus i would have killed castus i mean yeah i would i, w- I would have killed castus too honestly i would have killed him on the ship right there yeah i, I i'm surprised, I'm surprised she waited that it. long
1: I would, have to, I would have forced Boba to do it, honestly.
0: But the only thing is, is, like, you knew Boba wasn't going to do it if he wasn't going to kill the clone.
1: That's true. You know? But my thing with the clone was maybe he didn't want to kill the clone because the clone looked like his dad. Could be true.
0: Because if I'm correct,
1: it was Commander Pons that mm-hmm. Singh
0: fired the trigger on. He gets sent off into deep space. <laughs> Hondo is seen on two different sides. Like, think of before this. Where now he's on Felucia, trying to go after the farmers. Mm-hmm. Right here, he's like, he's like, oh, I'm going for this stuff. This is where the money's at, you know. But meanwhile, you see him later on in the season. He's this nice guy. He's helping the Jedi, so he stays neutral. He's an opportunist. I love him. I love, I love that about him.
1: He changes his stance on everything depending on the situation. And the opportunity that would benefit him. He looks out for himself. Yeah. And he's a a genius. Well, not himself. Not himself. Himself and his crew. Crew, yes. He cares about his crew. And it's funny because he does care about the crew
0: when you see that happen uh, in season one where his crew lies to him. And Mm -hmm. it causes repercussions for that guy who lied to him. He's like, listen, I didn't want a war. And now you caused the war? Now you're going to get it. So it's very, it's very interesting. And, you know, as you had said that episode where Hondo is going after the farmers and everything and the bounty hunters who are paid by the farmers, pretty cool, interesting aspect of the Zabrak bounty hunter being paid to protect the farmers. Oh, I was like, oh, different aspect for it right now.
1: Cooling also, that episode
0: me. was like very sam- seven samurai-y. So I haven't delved into anything of the seven samurai but I, I remember we were talking
1: about it, how it was... It, never, it didn't click. It didn't Watching the episode, it didn't click until I think the Zabrak bounty hunter or Obi-Wan was like the seven of us. This episode is the seven samurai because they're <laughs> protecting villagers against a band of pirates trying to abuse the villagers. And there's seven highly trained bounty hunters who are in you know, hired to protect the villagers. I was like, I've seen it before. I've been here, done that. Yeah. But I love it. I got to say. And we get an introduction to a pretty dope-ass bounty hunter. Embo was very interesting as he was part of that group, I got to say.
0: He... The way he uses that hat. Yes. It, and not even just how it's a weapon, it's a shield.
1: It's everything. It's you know, fashionable, it's practical, and it's deadly. Who would have thought? I don't know. And for a bounty hunter, I'll pay him. I'll pay him definitely. You said it earlier. You can afford him. I'll afford him, hundred percent. Give me Embo.
0: Okay. I'll take him. It's like you. It's like you're doing a lineup and you're picking it's which okay. bounty hunter. I'll
1: take. I'll take Jin Jaren, and I'll. I'll just. I'll just stroke the heartstrings. You know, I wouldn't okay. even have to pay. I would just get to his heart. He'll. He'll do it for free. I know how he is. Oh, okay. Just be careful of the fob. It'll uh, start
0: tracking things.
1: It might start tracking things.
0: But I gotta say, overall, we had a solid season here. And it's you a good season. You know what's you know what's really one thing I did take that was funny about this season, is Mace Windu's feel for droids with R2. You remember when in Revenge of the Sith, how Obi Wan always makes fun of he was making fun of R2, and Anakin's always like, "Master, come on, can you not?" He's like, "I didn't say it." I didn't say it. Like Mace is basically doing the same thing, and I love that R two he ends up saving the day. Mm-hmm. You know, against the Gun Darks and the Bounty Hunters. I I got a question. If you were in this situation with all this, who do you think's easier to deal with, the Bounty Hunters or the Gun Darks?
1: Mm. I feel like it's both very tough. I'd rather deal with the Gun Darks because at least I know they won't kill me. All right. Okay. The bounty hunters—they—they they could kill me. They could,
0: or depending on how
1: big of an asset
0: you are, they could okay. sell you. That's also true. So you may live, but if you're sold to uh, the wrong people, I I'd
1: rather—I I'd rather deal with the
0: Gundarks. All right.
1: If—if <laughs> if I had
0: to deal with the bounty hunters, I'd say. I, I would hope Castus would be there because he'd be too much of a wimp.
1: See, now you're, now you're picking and choosing. Now you're picking and choosing. No, 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 no. Uh,
0: honestly, I'd probably go with the Bounty Hunters. I'd be up for the challenge. I feel <laughs> like the Gundarks, I feel like a Gundark's going to take me out way too easily. The
1: probably ha- throw you to the Zillow
0: Beast. Uh, that thing's got to make it to In- Malastare first. Gundarks barely leave the planets.
1: Yeah, unless they're pod racing. Have you ever seen pod racing? Once on Malastare. Are you an angel? Oh, my God. That's your, like, favorite quote, I got to say. Because <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> Come on, Rob. It, it doesn't apply anywhere. Oh, that's <laughs> anywhere. funny. Anything. You, where are you going to say, are you an angel? Mm-hmm. Like, that's your conversation starter as an 11-year-old kid?
0: I guess. I don't know, man.
1: Uh, Rob, Rob, oh. is there any news for us this week?
0: All right. So, now that we're wrapped up on season two. Anything in the rumor mill? The only thing we got in the rumor mill is the possibility of a George Lucas cut for the Rise of Skywalker. Ah, tell me more. So this could be an interesting aspect on how things, I don't know, maybe could it rewrite something with Star Wars? I don't know. But maybe could it make the movie different from Return of the Jedi? I would sure hope so. You know, we get... I, I look forward to hearing all this stuff about like rumored cut movies. Cause this isn't the first movie in, not, um, in real life in general mm-hmm. that is saying, oh, there's a cut of, and it's, this is George Lucas, obviously, like we all know the Snyder cut. So everyone's saying all these always, cuts from movies. I think
1: the cut thing has been around for ages, not just in the nerd realm of, the Snyder cut or now yeah. the, of legend George, there's directors always, well, some directors have multiple cuts of movies, but I think as the consumer, I, it, if that director wants to share the cut, I think we should get that cut.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's never delivered.
1: Yeah. I mean, look understand. at like, like a movie like Blade Runner, Blade Runner has like, th- I think like three or four different cuts. You know, I
0: feel like cuts of movies only started coming out later on where it wasn't a big different cut, but it was like added deleted scenes. It's always added
1: deleted scenes or they take out a scene and replace it with another.
0: Yeah, so I think it'd be interesting
1: to see what, how long do you
0: think this movie would be?
1: I think it stays two and a half hours.
0: You think it still stays two and a half hours? You just think- I think, yeah, I think
1: maybe it might get bumped up to 240.
0: 240. 240s. You think there's only like 10
1: extra minutes of additional stuff? Yeah, because I'm not even accounting because I'm like, I'm thinking about it as what if he takes out scenes and replaces them with new scenes? True. I'm not thinking of it solely as do you see
0: maybe scenes that get added in and replacing other scenes? Do you think some of those scenes may have to do with adding more Leia and CGIing Carrie Fisher into the movie?
1: Yeah, or using more footage that they probably shot with Carrie Fisher that they didn't use.
0: Yeah, I think this is an interesting thing. I think if I remember correctly in the article that we looked at, I think it didn't say it was It was only going to come out in like the next maybe two to four years
1: or something. So we're not getting it anytime soon. No,
0: it doesn't look like it's happening if anytime it even, soon. If it, even,
1: if it even is happening. Yes, that too. Cause we... I mean, it'll be interesting to see how he what he would do to it to change it. So if you can give me a new Rise of Skywalker and not have to make a whole new movie or do a reboot sequel or reboot anything.
0: Well, there's, there's lots of talks about that in Star Wars news of rebooting sequel trilogy because Lucas has stated that his sequel trilogy would have taken place 10 years after Return of the Jedi. And you want to know something? Since we're in like a Star Wars news area, and the thing we also heard remember luke possibly being cgi'd into the mandalorian Mm -hmm. what if that is something to build up to an arc like that of a reboot of the sequel trilogy because think of it mandalorian is six years after return of the jedi so in a sense you're then jumping to george lucas's sequel trilogy four years later you know it was something that just crossed my mind as a possibility and
1: like that, I think we've all taught our Padawan learners for the week. Yes, we have. And I have taught my clone cadets as well. Since we oh, saw okay. a lot of them.
0: We saw a lot of my clone cadets this season, I must say. Well Rob, it's been nice. I agree with you, my friend. I am signing off. Robbie Rock, it's one two six one seven.
1: And it's been your Jedi Master, the dude Dariel, signing off, wishing you all a good week, and may the force be with you always.